With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to the Rugby League Lunch Hour here on LoveRugbyLeague.com. Sponsored by Betfred. I'm James Gordon. I'm with the enthusiastic Drew Derbyshire. Uh, we're going to talk about Grand Final, Great Britain... I ain't got any with G's, but Rugby League 9's as well. Um, we'll go through all the latest news and what have you that's on the website. Um, please do leave your comments as usual. We'll give you a shout out. Um, and if there's anything you want to want us to debate or that you want us to talk about, please do leave that in the comments. I'm just getting another live video up, James. Yeah, Drew's not on his phone. He's there reading the comments. So um, We'll start with, uh, with the grand final then. St. Helens... Uh, Pretty well comprehensive might be a bit too bit of a stretch, but a fairly comfortable win for St. Helens in the end. Yeah, I, I don't think it was ever um, going Salford's way right from the the first whistle. To be honest, James, because I think it was the second tackle uh, that Lee Moss knocked the ball on, and then it landed back in the the hands of Saints uh, with just seconds on the clock, and, and Saints then peppered. The Salford line, Salford, uh, Saints were 10, ten meters away from the Salford line uh, from the first from the first minute, and they just uh, they rolled over them in in the end. I, I think Salford Salford's forwards did struggle with with that Saint Helens. Um, they were just too power too powerful. Luke Thompson uh, came up with a tremendous performance through the middle, playing seventy two minutes straight, and Alex Walmsley wasn't uh, far behind him in the pecking order in terms of the Harry Sunderland trophy votes as well, so um, Saints were just formidable on the night and, and, and well-deserved winners, aren't they? They, they? they ran away with the league, the league leader's shield that it wrapped up by 16 points, uh, a 124-year record, um, and I think it was just a, a very well-deserved uh, accolade for a, a very strong season. I think it was probably the best result for Super League to get Salford in the finals. You had all that build-up with Salford, you had the interest of the underdog, but then ultimately St. Helens, the best team, won. 
Um, I know Sky and the RFL, well, the Super League, I should say, have released a, a statement saying that it was the best, um, most viewed Super League match of all time, basically. Yeah, um, and interestingly enough, it was 43% higher than the 2018 final between Warrington and Wigan. 43%, mm. that's a, a hefty amount. I seen I seen a tweet earlier from um, Alex Graham. I think he's like an outspoken Wigan fan on on Twitter, and um, he basically said, "Imagine if Sky promoted it better, because there's a lot of um, the trailers and stuff that they put out. You know, when they say, right, this is what's coming up in the next month or whatever. Super League Grand Final is very. They seem to play it down, or it's not as prominent as other sports. So." Um, there's obviously a, an argument that says, well, imagine if you promoted it, how many viewings it'd get. There's also the argument... But like, do, do they want to promote it because of, obviously they, they want to cheat? Well, cheat someone, someone, did say, someone did say that. Like, are they trying to like quiet it down to get a cheap deal on the TV? But then that sort of contradicts coming out with a... You know, because it wasn't just a Super League statement. It, was, it had a quote from a Sky director in there. So it's not as if they're trying to hide away from it, whether it's a little bit of... I, I don't know because I mean, in many ways, they want to pick the sport up, but not. Yeah, but much. I mean, in many ways, it's a, a strange one because you know, imagine if BT Sport, for instance, look at that and think, oh, actually, we might have a look at this. That potentially then, what Sky don't want, they don't want to get in a bidding war, mm -hmm. do they? They want to be how they've always been in the last twenty-three years of Super League that they are the sole bidder or whatever, and they're by far the favourites to get it. I. Personally, I don't see it going away from Sky. No, I don't. I, I think I, I think it'd be pretty wrong to go away from Sky as well because I think uh, rugby league and obviously Super League, especially, is and, I mean, synonymous I, with Sky. I, 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 they've got to break it up, haven't they? They've got to separate Super League and Championship. That's the main thing. But I, I don't see a, I don't see a situation where Sky don't get the Super League rights. Um, I, I don't really see that. Um, we've, we've said a few times all that. The Sunday night slot, as, as we, we witnessed towards the back end of the season in the Championship, it works a treat, doesn't it? And, and you get loads of neutrals watching because you've got to think, people, some people go out on Fridays and Saturdays, so so a lot of people will be busy, but the majority of people staying on a Sunday evening mm. and, uh, and the majority of rugby league fans will be willing to watch uh, a Super League game. So, um, uh, not, a, not a Super League game, a Rugby League game in general. Um, so that's why I think the Championship would do well if it had that Sunday, Sunday night. So. Got, I mean, you've also got the, the whole Toronto thing as well because ultimately Sky could basically say every Saturday night there'll be a game now because you could have the Catalans home games, the Toronto mm -hmm. home games. But I would imagine that slot sort of late Saturday evening, maybe 8, 9 o'clock, is actually quite a night, especially in the summer, there won't be a huge amount of competition for that sort of viewing. So again, having a Toronto home game on Sky at eight or nine o'clock is potentially a you know a big mm. a big draw as well. So yeah, I I, have, yeah. But I'd say, I'd say the Sunday is more important than the Saturday. If I'm honest. But, but that'd be for the championship though, wouldn't yeah. it? So that's separate. You know, it's like I suppose it depends on our Sky going to go for the championship. But I think the important thing is is they don't get in the situation that they've been in for the last five or six years where the the championship rights are basically hoovered up by Sky, but they don't use them. You've got yeah. to avoid that. Going back to the grand final, I thought, you know, there was a... Uh, Sky basically said at half time that Saints were very dominant in the first half, and they were for the first 25, but Salford did really well to get back. I thought the, I thought the way Saints played, the last tackle plays for me was 
the most interesting aspect because obviously Old Trafford very short in goal. You know, we see it all the time, don't we? They, they tumble down. Saints were very clever, I think, and they weren't forcing the issue in that first 25 minutes. They weren't kicking on the last as much. They were just making sure yeah. that they kept it on the field. And I think that made a difference because if Salford had have started more sets on the 20 with seven tackles, then they might have been able yeah. to, to make a bit of inroads. Yeah, me, me and Tom Brownwell of the Manchester Evening News, we, we were speaking about that before the game. We sat next to each other in the press box and obviously when, when no, not many people are in the ground, you're just looking around and making observations. And the, the, the in-goal areas are really, really small, um, like incredibly small for, for a rugby league pitch. Um, because obviously at Old Trafford you've got the, yeah, the, the, the dip. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so and like we've seen over the years, plenty of times over the years in the grand finals that uh, wingers when they go when they're chasing oh, yeah. a grubber kick and they go flying into into the billboards off off that little uh, archway should we call it? Um, but Saints played the played the game very smart. But Salford just didn't want half time to come, did they? Because they had the the momentum was going their way in that last 15 yeah. minutes of the first half. What, what did you think of the Lola here, the Lola here try? I thought it was a try. I thought it, it was a try. I think if it went to the screen, I think that was going to be given. Do you um, think? Because I mean, obviously, was, Logan Tompkins did get in the way. I mean, it was obstruction to a... It was a difficult I, one. But, but I, I think the Saints man pulled Logan Tompkins back. I think the Saints man... I think it was it Wormsley? I can't remember what the rule is. I think he easily made his way across. Yeah, and the, the rule is that you don't. Lola here basically gave himself up, didn't he? I mean, in terms of he didn't go behind Tompkins, yeah. he stopped, but then they've still given obstruction against Tompkins, even though, well, I, I mean, it was a difficult one. The, the, the thing with that sort of situation is it's one of those situations where, you know, would you have gone to the video after you, know, after you put it down? But, I mean, there was a few decisions that people. I mean, I don't think. I don't think the decisions had an impact on the no. game. Um, the main one that people were talking about was the the Dudson one in the second half, where Salford pretty much had to score next, and um, and Dudson lost the ball a couple of yards out. Now it, it, it wasn't though because I, I think I thought Aaron Smith pulled Dudson. Yeah, and it got and it, thought, yeah, well, and he looked, Aaron Smith pulled him back, and, and Dudson obviously. Uh, went with the momentum, and I thought that should have been a Salford penalty, not a Yeah, Salford I mean, penalty. but, and, and yeah, I think that's the main one people discuss, but I think that sort of scenario is an issue with the whole game more so than just that one incident. I think you'd see that happen multiple times in a season, and sometimes it'd be given as a knock-on, and sometimes it'd be given as a penalty, and it opens up that debate, you know, do you... Do we need to make that a bit clearer in terms of, well, if the ball comes loose... It's a, it's a knockoff. Mm. Simple as that. Or do they do they allow a bit like they do when players carry on going after a, a held goal? Do they allow them to reset in that sort of situation? You know, if it's a, yeah. if the referee's not sure of which way it's gone, instead of making him decide either way, why not just say, well, just reset the time? I, I think you could possibly do that too, because though. he shouted. As far as I'm concerned, I, shout, I, I always think them them calls were were the held and they just keep going because they're not at the ref. I, I'm just chancing I, around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like, if, if, say, if, say if, once he shouted help, if something happens after that, which is what happened in this instance, surely it should be they can reset and play the ball. Because it's it's different. If, if Dudson's in a tackle and there's three men and he's trying to get his arm free and it comes out, but if the ref shouted held and said play the ball, whatever, and it's come out in between him calling and the play the ball, why couldn't you just reset the tackle? Yeah. So... I'd agree with you on that one to be fair that would be a pretty 
good idea to, to just keep the game going and keep it flowing. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, I mean, all round a positive a positive. Got a couple of comments. Day. Uh, Beryl Hodgson says, St. Helens the best team all season. Congratulations to them. Uh, David Taylor, top fan, David Taylor. He's a top, top fan. fan. Uh, he said, do not propose t- uh, scheduling TV games in competition with other games, e.g. Championship on Sunday afternoon. Well, I mean, the, I mean, going on that TV scheduling, there's a massive issue with the Sky game on Friday night. Because mm. it's almost pointless having a Sky game on a Friday night when there's four other games. You know, and that's something that really needs... But the problem is, is... Can you start saying to Leeds, look, you can't play on a, Saturday night, on a Friday night if you're not on Sky? It, they, they've sort of made a rod for their own back with that, I think, at the moment. David also says, if you two disagree with each other uh, over the ref's decision, how can you say the ref was right or wrong? Just get on with it. I, I can, they, kind they, of, they, need to, they need to do... I can kind of understand where David's coming no, from. No, we, we both, we both thought the... Um, was he on about the Lola here thing? I thought the Lola here were a try. I, I certainly was on the fence. I, I you've seen them giving, you've seen Yeah, them I was definitely on the fence with all here. I, when I watched it live, I thought they were unlucky. Watching the replays, you can sort of see, yeah, maybe why it was disallowed. Uh, but but, then, I, mean, by, it, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it did make a difference. Yeah. St. Helens were the better team anyway. Um, Luke Thompson's performance, wow. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a display from a front roller. Uh, I asked Justin Almack after the game, is there, a, is there a better front rower in the world than Thompson right now? And uh, he replied, uh, no. not as far as he's concerned. Do you think he's going to try and sign him for Gold Coast? Well, he should do, shouldn't he? He should try and sign him. Let, let's be honest, he should. It'd be, it'd be interesting to know whether there's a bit of a gentleman's agreement in place between Holbrook and Saints and whether they've said, look, don't come for any of our players for a year or two years or something. He's mm. uh, quite... Because well, Makinson fancies a goal at the NRL as well, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. Uh, Thompson is contracted to uh, just for next year, is it? Well, Saints have got a few of them tied up, haven't they? But... Um, so, so he's still contracted to Saints, so that means Gold Coast would have to stump up a considerable... A well, uh, well, Gold Coast have got a bit of an ongoing situation with Ash Taylor, haven't they, where he's on a million dollars a year and he, he's been taking time out of the game. If he goes, or if they get him mm. off the cap, all of a sudden you've got an absolute wedge of money there that you could... You yeah. could spend. Yeah. Uh, he, he probably, he, Thompson would require marquee money now, wouldn't he? In Super League, you mean, yeah. 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 Well, in, in Super League, you would. And then, obviously, there's always that debate, is are forwards worth the marquee well, money? Well, I'd, I'd say Thompson is. I won't say Trent Merritt is, because Trent Merritt is just... He's a, he's a quality player, Trent Merritt, don't but, get but, me wrong. He, but, he's, a, he's a workhorse, but... So who's saying that now? Coot and, is Coot Marquee? No, Coot's not Marquee. So Nike, I, don't, I don't think they've got, I don't, I don't think they've got a Marquee. Oh, they're not doing it well. I mean, obviously, if they've got that flexibility to do that, then Lomax is still got that. Lomax is one of the players who's got that little bit of central funding yeah. money, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, George, George Williams was one of them as well, I think, but obviously he's yeah. going to the camera. Interesting, interesting one, anyway. Um, all in all... I mean, I wrote editor's column on Monday that it's a relatively... I think Saints winning capped a success, relatively success, successful season for Super League. You had, I think, they had the best aggregate round, didn't they? Mm-hmm. At, 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 was it Easter weekend? Um, obviously, you had the, the Super League record crowd at New Camp for, for the Catalan game. Um, obviously, you had the, the relegation battle went all the way to the wire. Um, you had some great stories in, in Salford and, and even London, even though they went down. 
you know, Warrington, um, with like their social media activity was 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 built up as a positive. I think I think every club have improved on social media this year. I think uh, I think we, we've seen obviously um, this morning as well when Huddersfield announced um, James Gavitt from the. Uh, it's on a two-year deal or a three-year deal. It's on a two-year deal. I know, but I've seen something on their website that initially it said in the headline he was on a three-year deal and then in the, in the paragraph underneath oh, it said no, a two-year oh, deal. I didn't, I didn't see that, actually. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's a two-year deal. Um, speaking, speaking of Gabby, I think he's, he's a decent signing and he got, he's, he's been going well in the NRL, but he does struggle with injuries, so I'm not sure... While we're on, while we're on Huddersfield, obviously they've confirmed Ashton Golden um, from Leeds this week. Um, now, obviously, Golden was... He came into Leeds, was given a four-year deal, a number one shirt. He was going to be the next big thing, and then Jack Walker came along five minutes later and um, kiboshed that. Um, who knows what was going on at Leeds at that time, and who's not figured that out first? Golden played well first in the in the Championship playoffs. Huddersfield, uh, you, you would say Huddersfield are one of the teams that are at risk, aren't they, of Toronto coming up in terms of whereas London came up and went straight back down. You don't envisage Toronto doing that. And Huddersfield, one of the teams at risk. Now, what about Daniel McIntosh? Do you think is he a centre? He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a centre. He's a centre. He's a centre. So you're thinking they'll go golden? I, for, golden for, me, for me, McIntosh is a great player going forward and attack, but he's a bit iffy under the eyeball. Whereas Golden, I think he's a solid player. Reliable. I, I player. thought Golden played well first yeah. in the grand final. I, I, I actually like Golden as a player. He's received some criticism from Leeds fans in the past, but. I, I do rate Golden. So 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 they're going to be Golden, McGilvray, Uate, Wardle, that's, and yeah, McIntosh. Well, is that what you? Uate, that's if he's if he's fit. If he's fit yeah. We've all seen him about yeah, he's ten not times many last years, this yeah. year. Um, but obviously they've got the senior twins as well who can come in on the wing. Then you'll have probably McIntosh and Wardle. Oh, is Wardle back row? Wardle. Well, you, you've got Kudjo, haven't you? But Kud- again, Kudjo's another one with injury. So it's, it's an interesting time for, for Huddersfield because if, when they've got all the fit players available, then they're a strong side off. Yeah. Well, when, I mean, when when, I mean the Magic Weekend, I mean, I know Hull are obviously bottom, uh, hot and cold. I mean, Huddersfield absolutely pumped Hull at Magic Weekend and, and them young players, McIntosh, um, Oliver Russell, um, Matty English, players like that were really, really prominent on well, that day. Jordan Turner. Um, who, are they, who are they looking at ours? Do you think Russell... Has, have they got to just put the, nail the flags on Russell and say, right, he's the number seven? They've obviously got Holmes as well. and They've got Frawl, haven't they? And Gaskell. I you mean, Frawl, he's got... He's I, got I, 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 don't, I don't rate Matt Frawl, um, really. I think he's, he has been a little bit of a disappointment since he's gone to the Giants. I, I'd get, I'd, I'm massive um, on clubs providing youngsters with a chance, so I, I'd give it to yeah, Tony Russell. Russell. And yeah. I, and when, whenever we've seen Russell play, he's, he's, he, he's, right. he's, he's done well and he's gone well. I know, I know he, he tends to sometimes back in and out of games, sometimes goes missing and then other games he'll, he'll win them a, yeah, uh, yeah. a game with, yeah. with a drop. Well, then that's half-back. That, that's a young, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. A, a general young half-back, isn't it? We've seen yeah. that with Truman. Mm. Truman obviously impresses more times than not, but yeah. we've seen in games that he, he'll sometimes... Missing for a little while, but that's that's just down to youth and inexperience, I think. We'll talk about the women's grand final as well, which was on Friday night. Um, Leeds beating Casford again, so a, a second, a double for Leeds in the women's game. They won, they beat Casford, of course, in the Challenge Cup final as well. Um, 
obviously, obviously good for Leeds that they're, they're scooping up the women's because obviously they've been struggling in the men's in recent weeks, uh, in recent seasons. Um, some interesting points coming out of that game. Um, obviously, you know, Courtney Hill, who was man of the match in the, or woman of the match, or player of the match, or whatever I'm allowed to say, she was player of the match in the cup final. Um, obviously, she's got this background where she played cricket and all that, and she's sort of making noises that they need to start paying the players, um, which is which is great in theory, but when there's only a thousand people watching, it's very difficult to well to come yeah, up with. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a tough one because when when they've sometimes they don't have a thousand people watching. They've only yeah. had a, a it's only the big game, like Casper yeah, games, isn't they, it? Really, they've only had a thousand people on a couple of occasions. Let's be pretty realistic. Castleford don't get a thousand through the gates every home game. Yeah, but they, they get the odd one. They get they've they've had, they've had a thousand a few times, but it's not yeah, like every week. Exactly. And um, they're only paying, I think, is it three quid to get in or something yeah. like that. So it's not as if it's so, not like you've got a thousand people paying a ten or twenty exactly, quid a go. Exactly. So if, it, if, it, if, it, if you put the prices the same as the men's, then obviously they drop yeah. as well. I'm, I'm trying to not not be negative on the on the women's game because I, I do like how how it's. Um, it's I mean, been in profile over the last couple of years, especially especially since the women's Super League brand yeah, yeah, has yeah. been introduced. It's, it's definitely going in the right direction, but I think you've, but, got, but like, I think, you've got to be realistic. Yeah, but, but I think I think getting paid is hey, it'd be great if they could get paid, and it'd be great, but, and it'd be great for for the the girls who are playing. But you just can't see it because it's just not at that stage yeah. yet, is it? Is it? It's, I suppose it's there's physically, a, it's, there's, it's, it's as a brand. It's just not at that stage. Whereas you look over at the the women's NRL. Um, they're getting they're getting big crowds every game, but there's only a couple of teams who are who are professional. Well, the semi-professional. I think I think maybe the model is do you try and get the international players on central contracts. I think that's a, like, I know I was speaking to someone in hockey field hockey yesterday, and they've got um, there's like an international league now, so the Great Britain players are centrally contracted and full time, but they'll still play for the club teams on weekends. Mm apart from when there's an international, and maybe that's probably, you could say, we've got our elite 25 England players, a full-time contract, obviously they can do development work and grow women's rugby league in the day, but I mean, even then, even even to get 25 women on even a modest 25 grand a year, that's still costing you half a million quid, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, it's, got to keep, it's got to keep moving in the right direction without... Without getting too ahead of itself. So, well, it's a chief executive's words, James. Uh, yeah, uh, very well. Uh, um, I, um, I, I, I want to It's probably important to note as well, in case anyone doesn't know, all all the players, men and women, competing in the World Cup nines this weekend will receive see. a two thousand pound payment. So, Blake Austin. Did I hear the, G, the GB ones get five grand? Is that right? Did I hear that? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not right. sure what the GB lads get. I'm sure. I think the Aussie Test players a couple of years ago was getting twenty grand a, a Test game. <laughs> so that's that's probably explains a lot why they don't they don't they're not keen on playing internationals because they've got to fork out yeah, thirty yeah, players, yeah. Uh, twenty. And grand that's probably why the Fijians like playing for Australia because <laughs> they get twenty grand playing for so, Australia. So, um, yeah, and, and obviously the Kiwis as well. Obviously, Charles Nickel Clockstad we, we mentioned him last week. Obviously. He, Playing for the Cook Islands, he'd probably be getting yeah, next nothing. to nothing yeah. for, for playing for, for his heritage, whereas yeah. playing for the Kiwis, yeah. they'll probably receive five grand a, a, a match or something like that. But So it's, it, it is good and it's a step in the right direction for the women's game this weekend that they will receive this, the same amount of, amount of money than the men. So you'll, you'll, you'll have 
Blair Costin receiving £2,000 for representing England in the, in the World Cup Nines, and George Roach receiving £2,000 for representing England uh, in the World Cup Nines. We'll, we'll talk about the Nines in a little bit. And the, tele, the women's game will be televised as well? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so uh, that, men, men and women's te- so televised good. on Sky, Sky Sports, main event and arena, um, I think it is. Over Friday morning, Saturday morning as well. Is it Friday and Saturday? Is it? It's not Saturday and Sunday. No, it's Friday. Well, Friday and Saturday over here. Oh, Saturday Sunday over yeah. here. Right. Um, no, that's not right, is it? Hmm? Oh, well, anyway. Um, let's run through some, some headlines, some news stories. Dewsbury have handed a new deal to Andy Gabriel. Um, quick little winger there in the Championship. They've also signed Sam Morehouse from Leeds. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. The amateur sucker punch. Langworthy Reds against Chorley in the... Was it? It was NCL two final, yeah. was it? Division two final um, at Victoria Park. He's been he's been banned for life. I'd, I'd reckon if you've not seen it, I'd recommend um, the the video's embedded in the article. So yeah, so that one. He's been he's been banned for life. It's, um, uh, Connor Jones, is it? Is he Callum, Jones. Callum Jones. Callum Jones. Sorry. Connor, it's not it's Connor, not Connor Jones. 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 That would have been uh, that would have been a story. Um, Robert Elston has welcomed Toronto Wolfpack to Super League, which is nice of him. Doncaster have signed Papua New Guinea Watson Boas on a two-year deal from Featherstone. Is he at, is he at the Nines? He is at the Nines, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's representing the Cummels. Um, he, he was at Doncaster towards the back end of last season. They just made the move permanent. Lachlan Coote, I spoke with Lachlan Coote on Tuesday. We're going to talk about... Was it Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. Tuesday. GB, we're going to talk with GB in a bit. Uh, Lachlan Coote basically says he's done his time with Scotland and he's excited to play for Great Britain. Huddersfield signed Gave, we mentioned before. Salford have confirmed the signing of Elliot Kay, Reese Williams and Luke Yates from London Broncos. That was sort of your fault that they had to confirm it, Drew. I, 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 I don't know who Ian Watson sort of, <laughs> Ian Watson sort of forgot who they'd announced and who they hadn't announced. Yeah, um, um, I, but three solid signings. Yeah. I, I think Reese Williams, especially for a club like Salford, because Salford have got a, a thin squad anyway and Reese Williams is never injured, is he? He, play, he plays so yeah, many he, games in the season. He, he, he definitely hit 100 consecutive games. Yeah. Anyway, um, and Elliot Keir, solid option, centre winger or full-back. And, and I presume both of them are at the nines. Keir yeah, Williams. we're, we're yeah. Wales. And um, yeah, Yates is, is one of the most underrated players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Yates is, a, Yates is probably a typical Salford signing, isn't he, in like yeah. recent years where they pick someone up. I mean, he, he got wrapped playing for London, don't get me wrong. But they picked someone up who's got the potential to be yeah. a, a top line player. Um, Hulk KR and Dewsbury have linked up on dual reg. There's um, an interesting quote in that piece as well that um, they, they, they say that some Dewsbury players could play for Hulk KR's reserves next season. Uh, well, I suppose I've, I've spoken to a few people about the reserves, and obviously there's a bit of. I think a few of the clubs are quite excited about the prospect of getting players playing for the reserves so they can have a look at them. All right. So like witness, I, I spoke to someone from witness, and witness are looking at maybe if they can pull some amateur players in from the town, get them playing for the reserves, and then impress, then they get the first team. Whereas you know it's not, it's unlikely that the first team is going to pick up an amateur player and put them straight into the fire. Uh, so maybe that's bad. Like Casper and York are another another yeah. pair that have linked up. Um, I spoke to Zach Hardacre on Tuesday as well. Um, he said he was shocked at his call-up to the Great Britain squad, so there's a few quotes from him. He also revealed that him and Jackson Hastings had a bit of a tiff at the uh, Salford-Wigan semi-final. Um, they've not spoken since, but they're going to make it up. I actually asked that Cardacre, I said, it must be hard when you play for a team and obviously there's players you don't like. And he actually said to me that he's never actually had a teammate that he didn't 
they, they, they didn't have that that sort. He said, "Yeah, there's there's people who are unusual who who are a bit weird or say strange things or they're a bit different." But he says, generally, he's never known any. He's never yeah. known, never been in a team or known a team that you know um, players don't like each other. Or whatever he said that him and James Jones view Cannon very polar opposite, but they used to get on very well. Um, Interna yeah. The Rugby League International Federation has renamed to International Rugby League. I wonder how much money they got for that to, to come up with that. Ryan Hampshire has made a U-turn and decided U -turn, yeah, has decided to stay at Wakefield. Um, now we have different opinion on this because I quite like Michael Carter's quote in the uh, in the Wakefield press release where. Obviously, Hampshire or his agent has been pushing for more money. Wakefield have obviously said, we're going to offer you this, you know, like, like it or lump it sort of thing. Um, Hampshire's then, they've obviously then announced that he's not agreed a new deal and then obviously he's come back, probably having gone out and realised that he's probably not going to get a better offer el elsewhere. Um, and I thought Michael Carter, his comments, I think he's very pragmatic. He said that, you know, obviously they were, they'd continue to be talking and, Obviously, people outside of them and outside of the club had started mouthing off about it. Um, but good, good business for me. I, 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 I just don't think clubs should openly comment on speculation. Well, but they didn't know, did they? I mean, they, they released him, and then Carter's basically saying, "Well, they, they basically said they'd not agreed a new deal." And then obviously everyone was getting a bit, obviously making a bit of a fuss about it. And then he's basically said, "Look, they should have waited to to see what." What's what, anyway. Um, Jackson Hastings says he hopes Salford's success can put bums on seats, and that's a very interesting point. It'd be very interested to see what Salford's first crowd of the season is next season. Um, well, hopefully, if it, even if, it, if it's just by a couple of hundred on average, you get better. Well, I mean, yeah, like, and any, any increase, if you increase every year, then, you, you know, you'd be fine. Mark Percival says St. Helens have proved they can win the big games by coming out on top in the 2019 Super League Grand Final. Um... I suppose you could say that, though they were. I'm, only, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to offend. They were only playing Salford. Now, I'm not. I'm not taking away from Salford, but what I mean is that was Salford's first final. They weren't playing against the seasoned final team like a Wigan or a, a Warrington or a Leeds. Just throwing that out there. Um, oh, I think you're offended. The NRL Grand Final is staying in Sydney till 2046. Rugby league's dying. Which I'll be nearly retired then. I think 2046. Um, Hopefully. Uh, Hep Kale is leaving Witness. Um, oh, speaking on that, Phil Haynes has commented saying, give a shout out to Hep Kale for his services to Witness and all the best to him and his family. He will be missed at Witness. Yeah, uh, I've actually got one of Kale's um, match-worn shirts up in my house. There's a little fact for you. It's in the downstairs loo. Nice. Yeah. Um, you can always look at, at Kale while yeah, well, you're you enjoying your yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, Kale. Uh, obviously, witness. Uh, uh, Tim Sheen's obviously a good appointment for witness. I can't remember what day that was last week. I think it was last Friday. Was it not, it? Did we not talk about it? Uh, I don't think we did. I think, um, I think it's a, a pretty strong appointment from the Vikings. I don't think you could really anyone can really mourn about that appointment anyway. He's, he's won the NRL. Uh, he's won a World, World Cup, Cup with yeah. Australia. He did. He did a decent job at OKR. Obviously, he got them back prom promoted to. It's going to be interesting because obviously he won't have played. He haven't won't work with a part time yeah. team before. Um, but you'd imagine he, he'll attract some players. We're hearing of Blake Wallace, maybe going to witness from Toronto. Um, maybe they've only got. I think witness got fifteen players at the moment on contract, and I think at least two of them 
probably won't be there. Um, so he's going to have to sign 10 players. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what are we now? Middle of October. I mean, you'd think they're going to start pre-season in maybe three, four weeks. So, might be a busy few weeks for, for Widnes. Do you reckon Widnes will try and dual reg with anyone? I think Widnes should dual reg with Warrington. I think it just makes sense. It's only at the road. Um, they've obviously got Warrington have got players that have been at Widnes. They've got Danny Walker. They've got Brand, who obviously could go back to Widnes and be familiar. They'd be familiar. You know, yeah, Kabula. Um, I think Widnes are going to sign Pat Moran as well. I think he was at Warrington. So, um, it just make to me it makes sense to think for both because Witness need the bodies, Warrington need a, a decent team to get their players through because I mean with all due respect to Rochdale and Swinton, has that been developing Warrington's players as they would have liked in comparison to say if you look at Leeds who've been sending their players to Featherstone, Harry Newman, have any of Warrington's dual reg players gone from playing dual reg every week to playing for Warrington every week? I don't think they have. You know, Livette's still a bit. You know, he's gone out to Wilkar now. Whereas if you look at Harry Newman, and okay, Leeds are being pants, but Harry Newman's gone, played for Featherstone at the top end of the Championship, and then he's been able to slot right back into to the Leeds team in Super League. Um, ben Johnston is signed for York. He left Halifax at the end of last season. James Webster, speaking of Featherstone, is, has been confirmed as the new Featherstone coach because Ryan Carr has gone back to Australia. Um, I had to laugh a little bit on the Ryan Carr release. It was almost a bit like... I think his, his maybe his missus and his kids perhaps didn't quite like Featherstone and compared to Australia. What, which, what are you trying to say, Jim? I'm just, I'm just saying that. Sydney or Featherstone? Yeah, um, but I mean, a, a blow for Featherstone, it has to be said. The jury's still out on James Webb, so I don't think he's, got a, he's not got a particularly good coaching record. Um, so interesting to see how that goes for Featherstone. The French Elite 2 Championship um, was its third weekend. Villefranche. A top of the league, they beat Pia 14-10 at the weekend. We're only four weeks away from our trip to the French Magic Weekend for the Elite One Championship start of the season. So um, we look forward to that one. Um, Great Britain squad, should we talk about that? Hey, Paul KR confirmed Matt Parcel as well yeah. for 2020. Um, let's talk about... In fact, England Knights against Jamaica, which is, is it this Sunday? Sunday, um, Harry, yeah. Harry Smith and Morgan Smithies in that. Um... Harry Smith, Oli Partington, Morgan Smithies, um, Oli Wilson, the young Warriorsfield forward, just been mm. called up today. Uh, and Jamaica have not got a bad team either. I know Ben, ben Jones Bishop was called up to that yesterday as well. Mason Caton Brown as well involved. Ross Peltier, the England Knights squad, there's a few odd names in this, I have to admit. The England Knights squad, the 90-man squad, is Ashworth and Richardson from St. Helens, Bowden from Hull, Butler from London, Nye Levels from Salford, who was maybe a bit unlucky not to get Great Britain, um, Greenwood, Partington, Powell, Smith and Smithies from Wigan, Toby King and Lynham from Warrington, uh, Cruz Leeming, McIntosh and English from Huddersfield, Minikin from Cass, Newman, Oleski, and Smith from Cameron Smith from Leeds. Um, a few odd ones, like I, I still not quite grasp the concept of the Knights. Why is Lyon playing in the Knights? Yeah. He's surely they know what he's about now. He's been playing for a top Super League team. He, he must be what 26, 27. Yeah. Same, same with Powell, Sam Powell. I mean, I suppose they've got a name, a hooker, haven't they? I guess. 
Um, the average interview that they could possibly make the next World Cup team, don't we? Mm, maybe. Um, right, so great. 20, 27 to online. Yeah, so Great Britain then. Um, obviously, Blake Austin, Jackson Hastings, and Lachlan Coop, all named in the 24 man squad by the Australian coach. Um, Zach Hardaker took a little bit of the sting out of that because he was a bit of a shock inclusion. Um, it's split opinion, it's fair to say. Um, I know Richie Mavers, we had a piece on the site, Richie Mavers basically said he, it doesn't sit right with him, Australians playing for Great Britain. Um, there's obviously the argument that, there's a few arguments, isn't there? There's the argument, well, if they were good enough to play for Australia, would they be playing for Great Britain? Probably not. Um, but then you could say, well, Cooch played for Scotland, so he deserves to play. My my Hastings is young and I think Hastings has nailed his flag to the mast and I think that's fair enough. My thing with Blake Austin is he's twenty is he twenty eight Blake Austin? I think so. Why if Blake Austin qualified for England and Great Britain all this time, why wasn't he picked or why wasn't he why wasn't his hand up for selection when he was at Canberra? Why now? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's... I, I said to you a while back though, James. I, re- I remember reading a piece in the Australian press and it, was, and it was backdated years ago that he said he, he, he would have liked to play for England. But why has he not picked up the phone sure. or whatever and and done it and done it that way? Um, sure. We had a, we were, we had we went to the Great Britain Media Day on Tuesday, whatever day it was. We did a little bit of a video piece on on the Facebook page. So if you want to dig that out, um, our team. Uh, did we agree on a starting team? We cool. think Coot's going to be the fullback. Coot took fullback on the wings. They pit themselves, Ryan Allen, Jermaine McGilvery. Centres, Gildar. I think Hardacre's going to play centre. And Hardacre, half-backs. Oh, this was the one, I mean, it's a toss-up that, isn't it? I'd play, I think I'd go Williams and Hastings. I think, I think I'll go with Widdup and uh, Hastings. Yeah, and then you've got, um, I mean, Widdup, has Widdup played? Well, he's not, but he plays in the NRL, so he No, I know, but he's, he's, been in, he's been covering from injury, hasn't he? Whether they'll throw him straight in remains to be seen. Oh, right, and also, the Graham, games. Graham, Hodgson, Thompson. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think Thompson might be loose. Forward. Um, Whitehead Bateman, obviously. Whitehead Bateman, Thompson at loose forward. Tom Burgess and James Graham starting props. Wormsley on the bench. Hodgson at Hooker on the bench. Wormsley. Chris Hill. Jack Hughes. Daryl Clark and. That's it, that's four. Wormsley. Jack Hughes, are you Wormsley, Wormsley, Hughes, Hughes on the bench? Clark. Well, or Jake Connor, I suppose, because of his versatility. Unless Joe Philbin? Well, I mean, they've all got a chance. I, I I don't think Phil. I think you've got. You've got I, think Philbin, three I think Phil. Right. I think Philbin might play against Papua New Guinea, but I can't see him play against New Zealand. I think you've got. I think you've got to go with three forwards at least though, on the bench. I don't. I don't think you could have Connor well, and Slack so, so on do you, the bench. Uh, so do you think he'll pick one of them two and maybe go with Connor because of his versatility? If, if he's thinking Hodgson, Hodgson will play the eighty minutes. Yeah, possibly. Let us know what you think. Anyway, um, this weekend then. Plenty of half-back options. R- Rugby League nines this week. There's a story on the site, it's the latest story on the site, our, our NRL man in the know, Zach Holland, has done this one. It's everything you need to know about the Rugby League Nines. There's 12 men's teams that are in three groups of four. Three groups of four, Josh yeah. Jones, we've just had a comment from oh, Josh Jones. Jones yeah. um, 
Three groups of four in the nines. Um, England are with Wales, France and Lebanon. Um, who goes through? It must be the, the three so winners. The top, the top two from oh, Pool A and then the, the, the leading teams in Pool C. And, uh, oh, so they fixed it so Australia and New Zealand get through. Basically, that's what you're saying. Well, I'm not saying they fixed it, Jim. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the games will be played Friday and Saturday. The first game is at 20 past 8 tomorrow morning. France versus Lebanon. Then England women are on against Papua New Guinea. Then England men against Wales is at 10 past 9. Um, on Friday. Then it's Tonga Cook Island, Samoa Fiji. Then there's a double header of Australia, New Zealand women and then men. And then for some bizarre reason, the last game on Friday is Papua New Guinea versus USA, which is 11.25am. So if you can pull a sickie at work and maybe go in at lunch, you're laughing tomorrow. Um, we'll we, probably have it on in the office it here. It's a lot earlier on uh, on Saturday. Very early. 1.30am GMT, what's that? 2.30am British summertime. Mm. Um, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea women. I mean, you're looking at... The, the England are on at 5.25am on Saturday, if you're that way inclined. You might be best waiting maybe till the men's semi-final, which is at 5-9. to nine. You don't want to be getting up too early on a Saturday. The, men's fi uh, the women's final's at 9.45am, the men's final's at 11am. Nines, I'm not a massive fan of nines, but here's the rules. Each game is two halves of nine minutes. There's unlimited interchanges. It's five tackle sets instead of six. God knows why. Um, Simbins are three minutes rather than ten. Um, conversions are drop kicks, not standard conversions, with a 25-second shot clock. You get five points for a try under the sticks rather than four. If a match is a draw, they have golden try, not golden point. Um, and as well as 40, 20 kicks, they'll have 20, 40 as well. Um, it, it should be good, shouldn't it? Should I mean, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued to see how it works, to be honest, because I watched a little bit of the Auckland Nines a couple of years back um, when the NRL teams competed in it. I think Sam Tompkins actually played in that, so he, at least he'll have a little bit of experience. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it works, because obviously we're, we're all kind of new to this Nines concept. I don't think there's any pressure on any teams to do well or to... To, to go far, uh, I think everyone's. It's, I think it's like a bit of a party feel good atmosphere um, over in Sydney at the minute regarding the nines. So I'm just interested to see how it works. I'm interested to to see uh, some of the quicker players. I'd like to see Regan Grace uh, for Wales involved in the nines because he's got pace to burn. Josh Arrow Carr for Australia, uh, who's also very very quick. I think they'll probably be the quickest two players on the park. Uh, and I'm also interested to see how, how some of the halfbacks for Kaylin Ponga, uh, George Williams. My thing with nines is. I think they go fried. My thing with nines is, surely other sports come up with shortened versions because they don't feel like their normal sport is good enough. Whereas, do we need nines? You know, is thirteens really that boring that we need nines? The other thing is obviously rugby sevens is the comparison. Um, now, in Rugby 7s, they tend to have, it's almost like a separate circuit. It's almost like another code Rugby 7s. They have players who specifically just yeah. play 7s. It's not the same Mason players. Mason Kate wants to play 7s for Jamaica. Yeah, it's like, there's not there's not a separate, um, there's not a separate pool of players playing for each. 
Um, I just don't know if we need nines. I think no, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what it's like, though. I mean, I quite like the format of everyone playing at the same ground back-to-back. I think that's quite cool. And it's pretty good. Obviously, it's just 18-minute matches. So obviously it keeps it fresh. Is is it is there an argument that a mid season nines might be a better sort of format? You know, like a Magic Weekend style. Oh, let's not get into that. Magic. Don't let's not be making another Magic Weekend. Type thing. Um, comments before we finish. Well, we've not got many comments. Uh, Phil Ian says, "Will Joe Reds be used as much now as the clubs have reserves running next year?" I don't think. Obviously, it won't be used as much in twenty twenty as what it is now. Uh, because obviously the Super League clubs will have a, a reserve game near enough every single weekend of the Super League season. Uh, I think they're going to try and mirror it, aren't they? So, if, for example, if Huddersfield are playing Wigan on a weekend, then Huddersfield will play Wigan in a reserve. Oh, so right, they're going to do I think, that. I think, I think that, that's what, what they're trying to do. Um, and it probably makes sense, to be fair, because you can all mm. travel together. Some of the, and they probably get more fans as well, because some... Some of the Wigan fans yeah, might be willing to, yeah. to watch the, the reserve uh, game. Are they going to play them at the same ground? They'll be like double Ah, uh, They might not, though, because obviously football grounds. Football. Like well, some, some, I know Wigan need to get permission off Wigan Athletic for the under 19 grand final to be played. Who knows? But anyway, we'll, we'll say that works, but Joe Reg won't be used as much next year as it, as it has been in previous years. John Eaton also says, do the. Do players count on the overseas quota if they play for GB? I think it's on about obviously the Australian ball players. Um, Jackson Hastings. Well, it's weird. I, I, there's, a, there's obviously there's two different elements. There's the non-federation trained element and there's the quota element. If you can get a British pass, I would imagine that if Austin was on quota, he'd be getting a British passport to get off it. Um, I mean, I don't, there was an art. Didn't they? Put, they published it all last season. Who the quota players were, didn't they? Yeah. Um, On the RFO website. Yeah, there's obviously a difference between a quota player and a non-fed trained player. Uh, you would imagine that if you could play for Great Britain, you'd be trying to get off the quota. Yeah. That's it from us for this week. Sponsored by Betfred. Thanks for everyone for watching. You can of course watch this on demand on the Lovely Facebook page via YouTube and via the website. We also do it as a podcast as well. You can subscribe to that on iTunes, Spotify, Audioboom uh, and all that. We're hoping in the off-season to get some guests on the sofa, um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.